All right, welcome to a quick reactions episode of the Blue Oval Podcast here. My name is Garrett Zatlin. Yes, it is one of those solo podcasts that I'm going to do today. Um, I always said I'd like to do 10 minutes of this. It always turns into 20 minutes. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to quickly analyze, give some first thoughts, some first reactions about some of the races, the distance races that we saw at Boston University this past Saturday, or now as I'm uh, talking, it's Saturday night, and the men's 5Ks are just wrapping up. Just a crazy day of action. We've already published some D2 content. We've got a lot to write about, about Boston for Sunday, maybe even into Monday as well. But wanted to get some thoughts out there for the night uh, before we wrap up for the evening. Uh, like I said, the 5Ks were just wrapped up. Uh, before I do that, quick shout out to Hoka. They are sponsoring us throughout the entirety of December. I want to thank you uh, to Hoka for partnering with us and here at the Blue Oval Podcast at the Strider Report as well. Um, again, no Ben, just me. want to keep this pretty short. I want to talk about uh, the 3K and 5K races today. Not going to get to the mile. The men's mile a little quiet, but the women's mile really impressive. But just for time's sake, I think we'll, we'll do high level 3K, 5K men's and women's 5K and 3K races today. So let me quickly touch on that right now. Let's start with the women's 3K. Fantastic race. I'd say it actually might have been better than the women's uh, 5K, at least based on the collegiate results here. Really back and forth kind of race. Great pacing all around throughout this race and throughout all of the other distance races, I thought. Um, you saw Maris Tanisima emerge as the top collegiate for a lot, uh, a large portion of this race. Um, you saw Kaylee Mitchell eventually take over at one point. Um, where, who else was kind of in that lead? I think Samantha Bush, obviously, towards the, the, the end there, uh, really began to kind of ramp up the pace and kind of take lead. And then at the end, though, Olivia Markazic taking over in those final moments. McCabe trying to hawk her down, trying to hawk her down. They come off the final curve. Markazic is in the lead. She's got a really nice position, but McCabe is trying hard. And at the line, McCabe... Barely outleans her, 850.44 to 850.48. That's fantastic. Sam Bush, 854. Maya Ramson of Harvard in fourth, 854. Kaylee Mitchell of Oregon State, 855. Amaris Tanisima in sixth and 855. Amina Matug of Duke in 855. Grace, uh, Grace Featherston Hall of Oregon State, 855. Uh, a few pros, and then uh, Lexi Halliday-Lowry, she used the first collegiate above nine minutes in 9.04. A few thoughts here. Um, McCabe and Markazic, so good. I mean, Mar- Markazic here almost getting the win over this wildly loaded field. You know, I, I think we, it was clear that she had taken a step up in the spring, took another step up this past fall, given how amazing she was and how she peaked in the postseason better than really a lot of these women did. Um, you know, obviously, she, I think she was actually, was she the highest national meet finisher of these women? I, I think she was, at least in the cross-country course. Um, so Margazic is, is at her peak. Like, momentum was in her favor. I don't think we entirely knew how, how much she was going to translate that fitness to the track, but she did incredibly well. McCabe, so sharp. Obviously, her 24th place finished the national meet in cross country. Not indicative of her true fitness. Her ability to still be able to fend off what was a really great position for Markazic and get the win. I really like her turnover. I think she has great underrated turnover, and I think this showed it. 
Sam Bush, um, I, I was just surprised. I didn't know like why she kind of went when she did. Still had a great race. Like don't, I don't want to take that away from her. She's still so, so strong. But I actually thought she might have been able to, uh, to chop off a second or two had she maybe waited to kind of make her surge. Um, but that's just me. It's easy for me to step behind here and say, oh, well, you should have done this. Um, and then, um, again, you kind of look down the list here. It's not shocking that Ramsden was 855, Mitchell was 855, Tanisima, Matug, and Featherston Hall were 855, but it's surprising that all of those women were all under 856. Like, usually in those scenarios, one or two of these top names falter, and they just didn't. And now we have eight collegiates before December 4th who are under 856? I mean, that, that's, that's so mind-boggling. And the fact that we have a pair of 850 marks, it looks like we're in for something really special. So incredible stuff for those 3Ks. Did want to kind of quickly touch on those. Um, no one had a bad race, and that's really, really rare. Um, so impressed. So, so impressed. All right, let's go to the men's 3K. Not nearly as deep as the women's, but maybe just as entertaining. Um, you have basically, a, I think, a pacing situation with, I think, Drew Piazza of New Balance. He was kind of doing the pacing there, as were a lot of the New Balance pros this weekend. It was him leading the way while it was a combination of Yasin Abdallah from Tennessee, Fuaba Basaudi of Oklahoma State, Jesse Hamlin and Craig Engels of Nike were all in there. Austin Dalquist actually put his name in there a little bit as well from Roots Running Project. Um, but it was a nice mix. And throughout the race, Piazza's chipping away, chipping away. You have Masaudi just really right on his back, steady, consistent pacing. Craig Engels right, you know, right on his tail again, and Adala right behind Masaudi as well. And throughout the race, there's a little bit of shifting, but I really found Abdallah, who I thought was going to be the top collegiate in this race, he, he started making some interesting surges and moves, and he just seemed to be bouncing around the top pack a lot. He just seemed to be exerting a lot of energy, um, really tried to get aggressive at certain points where I didn't know if he really needed to. Um, and I think that ultimately come back, you know, came back to really hurt him. Um, he finished sixth overall in 755. That's not indicative of his true talent. That's a Tennessee school record, but he, he could definitely go faster. Um, in fact, we know he can go faster, especially after what he did last winter. But instead, in the final moment, you saw Craig Engels really try to take over, really try to just pull away and gas out the rest of the field. Didn't happen. Fuad Masaudi stuck with him, and so did Jesse Hamlin of Butler. I mean, I think we knew Hamlin. You know, Ben and I both said, hey, Hamlin's due for something big. But those two just, I mean, some of the most strength-based finishing speed I have ever seen. These guys break away in the final moments of the race, just turn on the Jets. I've It's such an impressive kick from both of these guys. Masaudi barely holds off Jesse Hamlin. 744, 2-6 to 744-6-9. Masaudi first, Hamlin second. Craig Engels third, 746. Austin Dalquist 749. Ryan Drew unattached, formerly of Liberty, I believe, in 752. And Abdallah 755, while DJ Principe in 757 for Providence. Man, Masaudi. I mean, we didn't really know what to expect from him, right? Six at Big 12 XC. 12th all of a sudden at the national meet. And you're like, well, okay, like we know he's good on the track, but like what's his actual fitness like, right? Because like six at Big 12s and 12th at the national meet, it's hard to reconcile. Like how good is he really? And then how is he going to, you know, materialize that on the track in a 3K race that is historically never really this fast? It, and not at this point in the season, not at Boston U. It's usually the 5Ks that are fast, but 744? 
And Hamlin. And like, don't get me wrong, Hamlin's great. Like, he's a 1,500 guy, 338 multiple times. Really strong, showed improvement on the grass. But there was no indication that Hamlin was going to run 744. We thought, okay, maybe on a perfect day, he scares the 750 barrier. But even that wasn't guaranteed. Masaudi and Hamlin looked scary good. I mean, they looked not just fit, they looked sharp. And I think that's what is really interesting about this. If you go back and watch that race, look at how they were able to shift gears, make powerful moves, convincing surges. So impressive. Just really, really impressive stuff there. 744, two of them, this early in the year. I'd be very scared of those two guys. Impressive stuff. All right, 5Ks. This is where it obviously gets interesting here. I'll try not to go too, too long. We're about, what, nine minutes in? All right, it's not too bad. All right, women's 5K here. Let me pull this up. Caitlin Tui and the pros. That's basically the race. It's Caitlin Tui trying her best to hang, to hang, to hang. The New Balance women, Danny Jones, Emma Coburn, they're trying to set the pace. They do a very nice job. Annie Rodenfels, formerly of the Division Three level, she's running for BAA. Uh, 15.08, really nice race for her. Tui, just, I think at some points in the race, that latter half, you could kind of tell she was really working really hard. Um, she just didn't, you know, like the, the pace was already just super aggressive and it was really hard. The fact that she still hung on and ran 15.15 and still beat Hilda Olamoy, Olamoy, am I saying that right? Uh, Olamoy ran 15.17, Mercy Chalang got 15.18. Impressive stuff, but also not surprising. At all for not for two we at least, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is about right. Like, I would have been very shocked if she was above fifteen twenty. I thought, okay, maybe she can scare fifteen ten, maybe on a good day. I thought she could get the collegiate record. She went for it, didn't work out, but it's not a bad race. And like, I don't really think we can take away a lot from this race other than she went for it, didn't work out, but she's still the best. And in a more tactical championship-based setting, I wouldn't really look too heavily into these results because that's not what this race was. It was a all-out, aggressively-paced kind of race. So two-way in second overall, 15-15, doesn't surprise me. Hilda Alamamwe, uh, I'm sorry, I know I'm butchering that name, in third place in 15-17. Man, she's, she's going to be a problem. I think this is her, I think she's a sophomore. Um... 1517 is crazy. And the fact that she took down teammate Mercy Chalangat, the fact that she was able to actually close the gap with Chalangat over, you know, on Tui over those last few laps. I mean, like, if you, if that race was another lap long, I'm not convinced Tui hangs on against that Alabama duo. Um, they looked really good. In fact, Alabama looked incredible throughout this entire weekend. That We'll talk about that in the article. Um, but yeah, like in, in this kind of race, I think we knew Trelangot was going to run well. She did. It was a favorable, fast-paced race for her. Um, but all in my way, I mean, just like in, if she's in these kind of fields where it's an all-out test, like the NCAA XC Championships, where it was a, a very aggressively paced race, she placed six. Great for her. Now this kind of race, 5K, 15-17. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder. I don't know if she's going to win a national title this year. But if Tui ever goes pro early, and I don't know if Tui would go pro early because of the Adidas NIL contract that she signed. 
But it seems like Alamamwe is beginning to show signs of like, hey, she might not win NCAA gold this year, but she might eventually. And I don't know if I would want to have to deal with her for the next three years after this. Because she just keeps getting better at this really rapid pace. So we'll see what happens this winter and spring. Uh, down the list, you had uh, Susan Ejore in 5th place, 15-18. Uh, Aisha Lear, 6th place, 15-19. Natalie Cook, 7th place, 15-24. A PR for her. Beats a school record of Oklahoma State. Awesome race. I mean, just, I think this is kind of like what we thought she could do. Uh, I had to go back and check the predictions that we made. But such a great run for her. She continues to impress um, I have a feeling the 3K might be her best race. I could be wrong. I don't know why I think that. It's my, it, it's probably the 5K. But I don't know. Something about it. I, I feel like the, the 3K could be very comparable. Like I could see her running 855, 856 this year. Kelsey Camille, 8th place, NC State, 1527. Um, surprised she didn't thrive in this field more than she did. I mean, 1527, don't get me wrong. That's still a phenomenal performance. She did incredibly well. Um, 10th place at Lee Stearns, 15.33. About right. I mean, she had a phenomenal cross-country season, but she had never really broken out on the track in the same way that she did on the grass. So 15.33 is about right. Lauren Gregory, first time racing, at least on the at the collegiate level, or at least at the NCAA level. First time back since the spring. 15.34, not concerned. I mean, it's a great time. 15.34, like, you know. Like, no, no one should be concerned about that result. Great result for her. And then Ella Baron wins the second heat of the women's 5K in 1533. Man, she looks sharp. 30th at the national meet on the grass. 1533 now took down a very underrated second heat, which featured Sydney Seymour, Gracelyn Larkin, so, uh, Zovia Dudek. All those women ran 1540 or faster. Really great race for Baron. I mean, her momentum, the momentum is in her favor right now. I mean, man, she she is on fire right now. I, I think the 3K, much like Cook, I think that could be a really great sweet spot for her. Um, she was great at the collegiate level in D3, in the mile, 3K, 5K. And I think she her, the 3K is going to be her sweet spot. So yeah, that's the women's 5K. Great races there. And then the men's 5K in total, uh, they're wrapping up now, but the first heat, second heat, I think even the third heat by now, are done. Let's take a look here. Just a wildly, aggressively fast-paced meet here. You had, um, oh gosh, who was it? You had Christian Noble uh, setting the pace there for a while. I'm trying to figure out who was the other pace setter here. Uh, it was Jordan Mann um, who was also the pace setter there. They did a really nice job. Really nice job pace setting. Um, and then it was just a matter of can the collegiates hold on as well as Eduardo Herrera Neil Gorley, both of those guys of Under Armour, Dark Sky, Sam Prackle was in there as well. Almost Bartlesmeyer of Necky Bowerman. So let, let's say, um, let, let's take a look through this. But man, it was just a really great race in general. I, I really enjoyed this. I mean, it, I have no problem with Nico Young going to the front of this race in the latter half and hitting gas, 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 gas. It didn't work out for him. Those final few laps, he clearly fell off, was not able to attach to the league group, but he hung on really strong. It was a racing style that has historically favored him. And like, what's what's the worst that happens? So he runs, you know, 13-15 like he did? I have no problem with how he ran this race. He had a run risky, 
I think he was favored to potentially go after the collegiate record. I don't think anyone was going to touch the collegiate record. 1308 is really hard. Lawi Lang is at another level. So I don't think anyone was really going to touch it. But I don't mind Nico Young trying to get to the front pretty early. Gutsy running by Drew Bosley. He put himself in the front. Alex Mayer of Oklahoma State consistently found himself in the front as well. And Kai Robinson was always there. But he was never as active as some of as some of the Northern Arizona guys. He was never as high up as Meyer was or Mayer for the majority of this race. And then Robinson really just turns it on those final moments, is able to fend off Herrera. Mayer gets the edge, gets the win. 13-11 for Kai Robinson, a beautifully executed race. We've seen this before. We saw it at Nuttycomb. We saw it, I think, at one of the Washington meets last winter. We've seen him, you know, dominate on the spring. You know, he's a great, great 5K runner. Indoor Nationals last year, I think he was, what, was he second? Third, maybe? I think he was second. He's great at executing in high-level elite fields such as this, and it shows. This guy can win a national title. I really believe that. Um, I think he can beat his teammate Charles Six in the 5K. And the craziest part is, like, I don't even know if, like, the 5K is going to be Hicks's sole focus this year. I mean, he'll probably go 5K, 3K if he can. Mayer continues just to be really under-respected in terms of what he brings to the table. 13-11 for third overall. Drew Bosley, 13-13 race of his life. But that does kind of match up with the cross-country season he had. Was it faster than I anticipated? Yes, this entire field was. But Bosley was exceptional. Young, already talked about him. And uh, Brian Fay, 8th place overall. Neil Gorley was 7, 13-16. Brian Fay, 13-16. Phenomenal. Casey Klinger, 13-17. Almost Bottles Mile, 13-17 in 10th place. Graham Blanks of Harvard, 13-18. Alex Osberg, 13-18. Parker Wolf, 13-19. Barry Keane, 13-21. Sam Gilman, 13-25. Isaiah Rodriguez, 13-25. Acer Iverson, 13-26. Brandon Garnica, 13-34. And Kieran Lum, 13-34. Uh, nine with Casey Neville Bard of uh, Under Armour 1339. This race was just fast. I mean, it's just overall much faster than I anticipated. And Ben and I both thought that this was going to be a crazy fast race. And we, we thought, oh, five guys under 1320. Well, that, you know, that's going to be historically fast. Well, we were right. It was historically fast, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight collegiates were under 13.20 in just the first heat. Let's see, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 guys are at 13.26 or faster just from that first heat. Just from the first heat. This is scary, the level of depth that we're seeing this year. It's continuing to build. Like what was once, you know, I remember like you were, if you were in the low 1330s, you were cracking 1330, you were in the conversation to win a national title. Now you're not even sniffing national qualification. That's how crazy these times have gotten. The NCAA is at an entirely different level. Everyone's running well. And even people running their best all-time marks, it's not always going to work out in their favor. Like you're, 
it's great if they're running fast, but if everyone else is running that much faster, it, it's really hard to see yourself, you know, like Parker Wolf ran 13.19. 13.19 is such an insanely fast time, especially for a sophomore. And yet we're probably not going to talk about him as much just because of how insane the rest of this field was. Kudos to Boston U. I mean, Boston University every year puts on a show. So entertaining. Really enjoyed it. That's all I got for today. I, I said 20 minutes. I think we're about 20 minutes. Yeah, just a little bit over. Um, thank you to everyone listening, to supporting the site. We're going to try to get something written out on Sunday. It might be coming later in the evening. There's a lot to talk about. It might be broken up into two parts. Um, but thank you for supporting the site. Our team has worked really, really hard. And they're still going to work hard throughout December. We've got a lot of really good stuff coming up. A lot of really cool key news coming up, including some transfer stuff. So keep an eye on the site for that. Go leave five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate that. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal. And then shout out to Hoka uh, for sponsoring us throughout December. We love you, Hoka. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that's all I got. I will talk to you later. Have a good night.